0: Nathan.
1: Lucas. What's up?
0: Not much. I'm excited for today's episode. Today's a little different, a little different taste.
1: Yeah. Good taste, bad taste. What do you think?
0: I think really good taste. I think a lot of people, so as you all are aware, what we try to promote here is positivity in the community. Um, and some of what we might be talking about might not be a phenomenal tasting thing but i feel like the way that we are going to present and frame it is part of kind of uplifting the the community
1: yeah absolutely i think it's an important thing that we're discussing tonight and uh it'll be it'll be fun to have some outside perspective on it as well
0: yeah so nathan and i are recording Sunday prior to this releasing Friday and we were going to go solo but then like last minute we were like this individual would be an amazing person to have on because he feels so passionately, passionately about these animals so we're going to be having Adler Romero with AE Foundry on to join us in this discussion um, but Nathan why don't you talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking today so that way people are like what the hell are they talking about?
1: So uh, we're going to be discussing um, some of the not so great things that happen within reptile breeding, Um, some bad business practices, mostly, um, you know, large scale stuff where people start not or I guess just taking for granted their animals and, um, you know, just how we can as a community try to aim towards a better future of reptile breeding.
0: Yeah, and to be very specific and just like direct to what we're talking about, um if you guys haven't known um you know Morph Market took under new ownership and they started kicking people out um for some of the practices and things that they do. Um one of them being uh, a really big retake individual and um we're just going to kind of go into detail about all that and kind of what we need to start working towards to just be a more legit community. And I know Adler has a bunch of words, uh, to say about that. So real quick, before we jump into that, uh, guys, we're on episode 39. We've almost been doing this for a year. Thank you so much for the support so far. Um, it has been phenomenal doing this. Um, it is a lot, Nathan, I know doing this weekly and pumping out content, um, you know, so we appreciate the feedback, the comments and the support, that link below for patreon uh we were on the live earlier tonight tried to get some people to come over there um it's a great community uh where we have a lot more conversation about what we're talking about today it's all over the discord differing of opinions but still everything is welcomed and respectful there so come join us um
1: and i just want to add to uh we're always watching our youtube comments so um and we record these weekly we don't bank any of these so if you have suggestions for stuff you'd like to see on the podcast throw them in
0: there yeah love watching those comments especially the pretty ones that we get um all right so we're gonna jump in to adler here but of course we want to drop our sponsor plugs thank you so much for sponsoring trl whether you're just getting into retakes or you've been breeding for years the first place you want to visit is stewart design more and more breeders keep showing up at shows on Morph Market, and all over socials. Sometimes it may feel impossible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Design helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brand for U.S. Arcs, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with Retix. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. So, wondering if Stewart Design is right for you? Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. Maybe you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. And maybe you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. You want to make your own way doing what you love. You might just have a big idea and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake. Have a conversation with him. To learn more or get started, visit sdidentity.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brand owned markets, Steward Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animals' comfort and well-being. Visit FocusCubedHabitats.com for your animals' caging needs. Again, visit FocusCubedHabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures.
1: We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code ReticLounge23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate Code Retick Lounge23 today for fifteen percent off.
0: Adler, what's going on, man?
1: What's up guys? How you guys doing? A little bit of a different uh a little different scene from you, Adler. <laughs> Not what yeah. I'm used
2: to. Yeah, I mean, you know, having to deal with living in a studio apartment and my kids are going to bed right now. I had to go into the hallway and go basically my camera or my lighting is in my closet. So you're seeing my front door behind me and I'm looking at a bunch of clothes right now. So. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So what, what's what's funny is that, so this was like an impromptu, like last minute thing that Adler agreed to be able to do. And um, if you guys don't know Adler, Adler's like the most anal person when it comes to his camera setup, lighting, studio quality sounds. Like I'm actually kind of happy he's doing this because he would have showed us up. So... <laughs>
2: no it's fine it's fine i mean even then like see like i still had to have the lighting i had to have the background lighting i still put effort in so (laughs) we appreciate that and i wanted to be a power ranger with you guys
0: right we got two blue power rangers and green so yeah um all right so before we even jump in, everything I, you know, I know that we're going to be talking about something that I think we're all pretty passionate about, but um, I definitely don't want to blow over the opportunity for people to uh, get to know you if they haven't heard you before. So just kind of introduce yourself and tell us what's up.
2: Um, so yeah, so my name's Adler. Uh, I on my on Instagram I go under AE Foundry. That is like my art stuff. Um, but together with my wife and my kids, we run Serpent Eclipse, which is this logo right here. Um, so yeah, uh, on Instagram, it's at serpent underscore eclipse. Um, and yeah, we just, we kind of have a good collection of reptiles already within the two, about two years, two and a half years that we've been in this. Um, we, we keep, uh, locality retics crosses, um, ball pythons, crested geckos, leopard geckos, uh, jeweled lizards, the melanistic ones, which those are amazing, um, and then we have a couple pets like our bearded dragon and our bridal python. So we have a, a nice diverse collection. And um, ever since I jumped in, I've always just been uh, heavy on doing my research and finding out about each species that we keep and what do they need. And I think it lends to how I feel, especially about you know today's topic that we're going to be discussing. Um, outside from that, uh, like I said, I, I am a, a digital creative. I do everything from graphic design to 3D graphics, motion graphics. Photography, videography, um, you know, statue creation. I've done 3D printing. Um, so yeah, most of my career has been all that stuff. And uh, are you talking I'm about like
0: D and D statues? Yeah, I used to.
2: Like I figures? Have a figures. Ga- yeah, I have a few games that I've uh, done: uh, Fire and Axe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, The Boys, like the, the the comic book The Boys. So I yeah, actually I have those figures, that. Those are cool. Yeah, the, those ones I did. Um, so I did that for quite a while.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, so do you, do you feel like any of your graphic design background has helped in maybe like your like enclosure design?
2: Mm, I would say I will eventually want to get there, but okay. we just haven't had the money to like go balls to the wall with it yet. But sure. um, I do have uh, like especially at least the newest enclosure for my um, Tiger Mail retick. Um uh, Jamie was like, "Well, oh, why don't you get these these PVC perches that look like a, a branch like this color? It's like, no, I have to have everything blacked out. Like it has to all, all match. It has to." So I guess, yeah, similar uh, tendencies when it comes to my graphic work do lead over to how I like things put together and looked. Um, and sometimes I, I make do with what I can get by with. But uh, yeah, eventually I will have everything like uniformed and looking nice. Like when we move to a house, um, and you know, I've talked to, with you, uh, Lucas about this, but I want to have like a full wall to where I can have holdbacks in. Mm. Um, so a lot of them might be empty when we first move in, but as I start producing animals or getting animals in that have been going to hold back and grow up, then they can all go in that wall and they'll be nicely lit. And, um, you know, uh...
0: speaking of making do with what you got, <laughs> you got over 30 something reptiles in a studio apartment. How the hell does that work?
2: Um, uh, i play tetris a lot let's just say that um <laughs> I like i'm no. tetris was six <laughs> and yeah, I, it sounds yeah. like i have more space <laughs> that's yeah so um the way i have it is whenever you guys see me on camera on most of the other podcasts or any of my video that's actually like my office corner and basically that starts with an l right next to me of some enclosures and then it goes all the way down the 10 foot wall that we have that leads in like leads into our cross of the living room. And then uh, since this was an old apartment that my grandparents owned, there uh, was a Murphy bed that I put in the garage and that's where I moved all the geckos to. So there's a, the, so there's two separate sides. There's the snakes and then there's the geckos. So, All
1: right. That's, that's really utilizing every inch of, of your space. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I,
2: I wish I could have everything in a viv, but some of my stuff's in tubs right now but when we move I plan to have everything in in nice giant enclosures and that's just how I want to keep
0: yeah um i don't know about you guys but i i'm kind of ready to jump into today's topic um i feel like it's it's you know i'm i'm kind of happy that we just sprung up and wanted to talk about this because this is all fairly recent um and um I don't think there's a better platform for us to just kind of talk about the things that have happened Um, here recently with um, Morph Market posted on their Facebook group um, that they were going through and cleaning up. They were cleaning house, getting rid of some bad apples. I think that was the word that they said was bad apples and removing them. And now I don't know any for i don't know any other people from any other industries that were moved out but i know that there was someone who's been controversial for quite a while that was just cutthroat taken down um and i i kind of want to hear your guys thoughts just on that move alone right there before we even go deeper into this discussion
1: uh i think it's the move we need in retics especially I i mean any animals just the ind- the individual in the business that we're talking about um I-, I know what the inside looks like uh this is someone who shouldn't have animals period um so yeah i think industry policing like this where you know an individual is that bad with his animals gets taken out it's necessary uh we all should yeah. be have have some kind of standard to live up to if we're going to produce and sell these animals period
2: yeah no i, I agree with nathan um i, I want to say one point though is uh, it it and this is me playing devil's advocate that's going to lead into my answer on me agreeing with nathan but um I think with the way that they're doing it is great. It's something to show that hey, we mean business. So it's either buck up or, or shut up. Um, I think for some breeders um, or keepers, wh- whoever's on, on 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 the on, on the platform, um, you know, I, I think an all a right away ban might not be the best method going on for some. But as far as the individual that we're talking about, he's had plenty of fucking time. Can I cut? Sorry. Um yeah. He's had,
0: because yeah he's I, I had click not of,
2: for kids every every week uh, okay, okay, so he's had plenty of fucking time to shape up, um so I think in this regard, I think it's perfect, and I think it's 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 time that somebody's like we we mean business and well and I think we should have this.
1: add a little caveat to that individual, and there is documented proof of animal torture, abuse, whatever you want to call it. It's torture,
0: like flat out. And I mean, I'm even going to go ahead and um, I know the information and the pictures that have arisen on someone's platform on YouTube. I know those animals are this individual's facility in the pictures of his animals. Um, There's rumor that a bunch of other photos are going to go public. um, But uh, go watch that video. Um, and see the condition that the animals are in because here's here's the issue. Um, you know, you you could talk about lying and deceiving. You could talk about, and let's just like hit this home to the Rita community. Someone's out there lying about percentages, or they're giving locality data, and it's not like super legit, right? So those are things that like would be really difficult for me to stomach, with you know, a uh, uh, a classifieds. Platform just like right off the back, cutthroat saying bye, right? Mm-hmm. Like to speak to your point, Adler, because uh, yeah. I agree with that in the sense of like, just like bashing down the hammer, um, especially with new ownership, it's like that's a big deal, right? Um, yeah. and you got to be careful about that, but but we're talking about animals that are being severely neglected to the point of death, um, and. Not an easy death either. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to include the images on this platform because I don't think that. uh, I don't know. I mean,
2: it's depressing, man. It's depressing. Like I literally was in a funk for maybe a week when I saw that video.
0: Yeah, and and another reason why we don't do that here is just because we don't want more eyes right now that we need on these type of photos until behind the scenes work is being done. Uh to try to get this guy out of the community because uh, it can bring a lot of bad attention to you know one sour apple can really take down an industry if it's bad enough and I'm sorry this is bad um but to give you guys a reference and just a description um animals that have pushed their face into the point of it it just being terrible because of the size of their enclosures we're talking about just blood and pus filled on the bottom Uh, of a floor uh, because they're trying to provide their own veterinary care for respiratory infections that they're not getting treated. Um, There's a video of a snake malnourished, eyes completely glopped, probably just like a few hours away from death. Um, And I don't know what else is on that video, but, um, and this is a person who had the reputation of taking care of their animals like this back in the nineties and early two thousands before they were arrested for dog fighting and then got out of prison. And I guess decided to not learn from that experience and just continue going on this path. And so um, this is something that, that I think was totally necessary because Allowing someone like this to continue to have a huge platform to sell animals. Remember, um, there's one thing that that someone has said, and it resonates, I think, with everyone. You vote with your money, right? Um, As long as they continue to receive an income, they continue to own these animals and keep selling them. And, yeah, I mean, what infuriates me is just knowing that there's probably going to be people that will support him blindly and... I'm almost worried that he's going to stay in the industry somehow, some way.
2: Well, I think to that point, there's something that I I feel like on top of, you know, getting, you know, bad apples out of the industry is, is we need to stop idolizing people. We need to stop, you know, we can respect somebody, but I think this blind, you know, gospel following, um, is, is a hindrance to us to grow because we don't want to self police. We might get scared that, Hey, if we burn our bridge with this person, that may affect me this way it's just like i i I don't know it's it's irritating because when the evidence is right in front of you and you still can look away what's going to change you know
0: yeah i just to even like touch on that topic from like a psychological background there's this idea that if someone is big right and they're popular and they are liked by many it's, it's one of those things where like, oh, if this guy gives me the time of day to answer questions and then I start associating myself with this individual, it'll get me to, to stardom or it'll get me to uh, a place where people will know me because I'm affiliated and I talk to this individual and... Um, and even even at that level like it's it's something that like you can't judge or blame people for trying to do in such a cutthroat industry like the retake industry but at the same time like me being in here now in this industry for 5 going on 6 years um that was me right i wanted to to like i'll totally admit that that was my mindset and that was like man if i could be associated with these people and you know just be me a, a respectful person Um, it'll help get my name, right. It'll, it'll help get my name out there. And, and, but at the same time, like now that I've done this for a while, like the most important thing that you can do is make a name for yourself without tying it into someone else. Because once that person's empire crashes, (laughs) you might go down down with with it. it.
1: Well, and I, I, I think it's just not healthy to idolize anyone in an industry and like make them the industry standard doesn't matter if it's snakes or anything else but how are you supposed to market your product while trying to promote that others should be you know building businesses doing the same thing while also saying i'm i'm the standard you know right where's the return on investment there
0: yeah exactly i i and either you made a comment about self-policing Right? Yeah. Yeah. W- one thing that like pisses me off more than like anything else right now. And um, I've even heard it on the Discord. Love you guys, Patreon family. I'm not throwing any shade to any of you, but something that just like infuriates me is this idea of like this particular incident that is happening in all the subsequent things that have happened over the month. People continue to throw around the word like, uh, it's drama. It's drama. And you know what? I think the only thing that makes it drama is when people take to it a little personal or like it's it's about someone that they know and they get uncomfortable about hearing about this person. And so they just want to push it away and therefore it's drama. But when when we're calling people out like this, this is self-policing like the in and, and everybody in the industry is like we need to self-police like who else is going to do it if we don't do it ourselves. And a great example of someone being kicked off a morph market for the condition of their animals is self-policing. I just, I, yeah. I wish we were a little more like we weren't so quick to be like drama. It's like, ah. I, th-
2: I think though, to that point though, is, is most of the drama is uh, there's no evidence to have it founded. I think in this scenario, yeah. there's plenty of evidence. And, you know, like you said, rumored more to come out um, that, Again, it, it's not drama. It's just us trying to self-police uh, as a community and get you know some scumbag out out, out of our you know
1: our space. Yeah, that At isn't going to help day, us we, grow. We love our animals and we want to protect these animals as a whole. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I guess to to kind of validate a little bit about my point is like even though this is like indisputable evidence, right? the people that we were talking about, like before about not idolizing, the people yeah. that idolize this individual are gonna go back to its drama, right? Yeah. So I, I think even if there are facts presented, if it's about an individual that you associate with and it's negative, people will dismiss it as drama.
1: Yeah, And right. so I think it's important right now in this situation especially to look at everything very objectively. Um, yeah. I've done business with some of the, these people, like big business with some of these people and, you know, still have to look at it objectively and not just blindly follow.
0: Not emotionally. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think one thing that I, I think that it's worth talking about in this podcast because of what we're, we're talking about is like, really an ethical standard and approach to how we keep our animals. Cause I, I, it's more important now than ever with everything going on with FWC, this idea of a whitelist. Like I, here's the thing. I think, I think us arc has an ability to get that turned down. If they put all their resources to that, because FWC is only governing wildlife in Florida and what they're trying to do is not associated with Florida wildlife. So I think that's our platform to make an argument against it. But let me tell you, if FWC is able to successfully create a whitelist, and for those of you that aren't familiar with what a whitelist is, it's basically they're going to create a list of the species that you are allowed to keep. And anything not on that is going to be illegal.
1: Yep. Automatically on the prohibited.
0: Automatically. Automatically. So right now there's a blacklist and a blacklist is here. are Animals you can't keep a white list is so much more dangerous because now they can broaden that. They can broaden or shrink down that list and anything outside of it banned. And so if Florida is
2: improperly educated too, it's like they won't know how to uh, uh, identify an animal. It might be completely different and then they say it's it's this thing. And so right. now you're 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 screwed over because of that.
0: Right. Exactly. Because we we clearly know that FWC can't tell the difference between a fucking boa and a retic. Right? So so with that being said, if Florida successfully able to do that, that is very scary for any state moving forward. Yep. That that's yep. a huge and I know that Florida's circumstances are totally different because yes, they have plenty of invasive species like I understand that Florida is having an issue, but at the same time, you know, that that's what that sets for a governing body nationwide is pretty scary. Um, so back to the original point, why is keeping ethically important right now?
2: I feel like there's a huge transition right now with new, um, keepers in the industry at least since I've been in Um, and that's something that I immediately attached myself to Um, I think the the mentality around that is uh, with the education that's coming out and more um, ease of access to that information people are realizing that hey these animals aren't so one-dimensional like we thought of them before Um, I think a great point that uh, you know our friend Ryan McVeigh makes is you know, a lot of people say, what's the one metric that you have for them to to thrive? Well, there's not just one metric. There's multiple aspects that's going to make an animal thrive. So why can you say that this one is it when we should be looking at the many?
0: And in the retake industry, that one metric is, is if it can breed, you're keeping <laughs> yep. it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we when we all know that's far from the truth i mean the, indi-
1: the first thing that ryan and i when we when we met we talked about that he goes what what's the what's the one thing that tells you you're you're keeping that retic correctly right it, it, if it, it reproduces,
0: reproduces. Like, <laughs> now let me yeah, tell no, you need to be thinking
1: about yeah the, a, the, a lot more than that
0: the individual who was kicked off of morph market produces up to like over a thousand hatchlings a year and I can tell you from the evidence out there, they are not the standard of how to keep these animals.
1: No. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the pictures got leaked to me, and there's, a, there's an animal rotting in its tub with its spine exposed. Like, There's no denying that amount of neglect. And how long do you have to neglect a retake? To, to get to that point. I yeah, mean, they're fucking hardy animals. They are hardy as shit.
2: I'm I mean, just it. hearing Eric's, Eric's story about those ones that he was breeding when he was 15 and that they yeah. ripped each other open and they healed like nothing. Within a shed cycle. A couple shed cycles I believe. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, regardless, yeah. like, I mean, they, they are phenomenal. Like, if there's ever I, I can't really name many other hardier animals than, than retakes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that those those pictures and tubs of flesh, you know, rotting and going away, and like, I, I mean, it, it I, makes it makes the
1: FWC video almost easy to watch.
0: No, I mean to be honest, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and here's the thing: it's like that animal was still in its tub that it lived in. How long? Are you going without realizing you have a dead animal and you need to dispose it? Listen, when you're breeding and you're breeding a lot, like animals are going to die. Like any of us that are doing this long enough, you're going to have animals died. Um, I I had a hatchling um, die on me this season and I found out right away, right? The the next day that I saw it alive the previous morning, I saw it right away and I I disposed of it. Like I'm not going to leave it sitting there. And so, like, how how often does this need to occur for it to be a thing where it, it, it sits in its tub dead for so long that its spine is, is starting to show and um feces, just it's covered in its own feces. There's feces in the water bowl. um Like, we got to do better. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because man we're under attack so much as an industry especially large constrictor keepers and that includes you guys that are super door fanatics you're still large constrictor keeper i don't care if you believe your snake's only going to get five feet you're a large constrictor keeper because you own a retake um and so we're under a microscope and what i mean by we're under a microscope is that it's totally okay for the ball python community to keep 500 snakes All in tubs, and that's the status quo. And I know a lot of people are rubbing against that, right? But people don't look at that and say it's neglectful. But because we keep large retakes, if we keep a snake in a six foot enclosure, you know, because it doesn't hide in a rock in the wild, right? Like, so we're always under a microscope. And so, as breeders and keepers and hobbyists, we have to do better. We have to. And there are big name breeders out there with a ton of respect that are seeing this and they're adapting chris mcvicker eric lee like these are all people leading
1: weston werner is my favorites uh yeah he's selling huge enclosures to get even bigger enclosures for his animals right now
0: right he's selling six by threes so that he can buy more 10 footers yeah like i mean again there are people out there that are seeing this and adapting and they're changing. And then there are those that are not, and we cannot like, it's got to get to a point where we have to start looking at our industry as a whole and finding a way to help those that don't see the bigger picture, adapt and change. I'm not saying that anybody who's keeping their snakes and, smaller enclosures are the devil because again um, Adler we talked about this yesterday or and I know Nathan we've talked about it but there's like multiple facets of keeping right and you know enclosure size is not the only way to measure if someone's a good keeper in the retake industry right someone might have smaller enclosures than than others but they might keep with UV lighting right they might not be power feeding their snakes to breed quickly you
1: know, it, my thing is give it give it enough space to live, and and keep the enclosure clean. Just like that's bare minimum, and then from there we should be absolutely trying to enrich and in enlarge all the living environments that we can. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean that's at least the standard is just keep keep your animal clean. If it's living in a tub, cool, keep that tub clean. I mean,
2: so even going back to the topic of me living in a studio apartment, like there's enclosure sizes that I wish I would have bought already because some of my retakes are just growing rapidly, not trying to power feed them, but they're in that time where they're getting that growth spurt. And so um, I think my biggest thing is that I can provide them enough room, even if it's not, may not be length, but height to be able to allow them to exercise and use their muscles because these are supposed to be lean animals, strong animals, um, Provide them UVB, plenty of water, and water changes, um, and U- just UV enough spectrum. Yes, UV spectrum because there's UVA in there as well. Um, I actually caught Ichigo, the the one retic I'm specifically talking about right now. um He was literally just staring at the bulb for like ten minutes today, just <laughs> faced right on their cage and just like like a moron, just like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's cool to see. It's cool to see them interact and. You know my the purple girl that I got from Chad. That he's um, she's actually going back home with him soon.
0: Oh, I think we lost him. Do you hear him?
1: No, um, he's frozen too. Um, do you? What was
0: Adler doing with that purple girl? Uh, he was just hanging on to it for Chad because Chad was uh, possibly moving and doing things, and so he was hanging on to her for a bit.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Um but I mean to what what you know Adler was saying is is you know sometimes we understand that people can't provide bigger right away for their their snakes. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um now when people end up uh I'm going to bring us back over to just uh our screen right here until he manages to come back. Um so when you know we we understand that not everybody's going to be able to do things like that right away and that's totally okay but the mindset of minimalistic needs to kind of start to be a thing of of the past if we can and try to continue to provide more
1: yeah and i mean you don't for someone like me who still likes to keep minimalistic it's all about adding extra height uh extra you know like the uv spectrum stuff the sky hides is huge they love their sky hides their perches so i mean just anything you can how's that going by the way so it's going great my my little guy loves his little focus cube enclosure that was sent over um and even still it's two feet high if i if i open that glass he's still trying to climb on top of that thing they'll use every inch of space that you give them you could give your retic a six foot long and six foot tall enclosure i guarantee you you see them at the top every day
0: yeah Um, i'm starting to notice that with my female more that i'm doing the experiment with in regards to just like she's up on there and every i'll catch her basking and everything but if she's not basking she loves being up top and she has her head hanging right out looking below and either looking for her next meal or just sleeping Yeah. So Um, it
1: looks like we had a breaker go out for Adler, so he'll be back in a minute. But (laughs) let's let's get back on topic. We're we're getting a little bit far away from you know the the topic of the evening. Trying to lighten things up, I guess a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, so what I guess,
1: and we can jump into this with Adler too once he gets back. But what do you think are going to be some of the challenges? that come with trying to self-police and um, I guess just enforce some of these ethical standards within breeding?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's great that, that you even mentioned that. Um, you know, Nathan and I have been lucky enough to be included in a group chat with a few pretty big name people in the retake industry. And we're actually focusing on trying to make a group, um, a Facebook group that actually goes back to the roots of like kind of what the, the retic nation used to be about education um, and about uh, providing informative in-depth conversations, but also having a standard of ethics for the people that are in the group um, so that we get away from some of the crap that we are seeing, just like what happened with this individual that was kicked off a of morph market. Um, one of the biggest challenges and barriers I think we've talked about and I'll touch on it real quick is that whole quote of drama, right? There's drama when we try to self-police, if we're trying to call people out, um, you know, there's someone in the industry who's been calling people out for 20 years and it's never met. It's never welcomed. Um, and this person historically didn't always used to do it in an untastely manner, right? They would just make a post, call the person out, and it would still be met with the fan base of an individual uh you know kind of retorting or trying to argue or dispute you know the the pretty clear message that is trying to be sent um another challenge is i don't think people naturally in the retake industry like to be challenged they they don't
1: on that last point were we talking rodney yeah (laughs) yeah um no, I mean it's not always in the best taste, but I've never seen him come come after anyone unless it was based on something factually wrong that was happening. <laughs> um, I have seen him beat a dead horse over I've, and over. I've seen and him over. get a little a little personal, and that's the kind of stuff that you know uh, is unfortunate to see. Um,
0: I, And it can be frustrating, especially when there's truth to what's trying to be said and it's muddied by some of the crap that, you know, is associated. But, you know, um, there's there's just no, but I
1: I understand it and in a way, too.
0: It's one of those things where, um, you know, I I guess if I may speak to that a little bit more, um, historically speaking, that dude has called a lot of people out and i think at one point he just realized and what i mean by call people out is again coming from a factually standpoint base right so i'll make i'll make an example right here stating that golden childs are from salaire right um he'll he'll call that out and um it's never met well it never does anything and people never change and so i think over time he's just starting to find what works and what works happens to be something that is distasteful and stupid and Um, but yeah, I mean, so people in the retake industry just don't like to be challenged. And I, and I think where that comes from, um, if we aren't willing to accept, um, a scenario where people can openly discuss disagreements about how people do things, then I don't know Like that's, that's telling me that you are unable and unwilling to see growth. We got Adler back. So let me go ahead and switch him back over. Hi.
1: Well, Adler, we kind of, as, as you were gone, brought up, uh, just the topic of, you know, how do we move forward and what are going to be some of the challenges in self-policing and enforcing some of these ethical standards within breeding so that's kind of what lucas and i have been bouncing back and forth
2: okay cool yeah
1: no go for it I, let me get in, get in with
2: you guys. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah you still need to woo us a bit yeah yeah
2: i'm a
0: yeah so one thing that we mentioned was kind of uh that i mentioned was um people don't like to be challenged people don't like to be told that what they're doing might not be right and so when we try to self-police and police in that aspect it's there's going to be a lot of rebuttal, a lot of clashing, a lot of banging each other over and over back and forth. And it starts these wars, right? And there's there's one thing about like, coming from my background and my profession, as a therapist, um, we oftentimes will have these group clinical meetings, right? And we'll be discussing clients that we are experiencing challenges or something's going up. And oftentimes, clinicians will provide feedback. Have you considered trying this? Do you do you, do you think that what you continue to do week over week and it's not working, have you thought about, right? And it's like it's coming from a place of like reflect, look at what you're doing, see if what you're doing is not really okay. And if it's not, let's adapt and make some changes. And, and we're okay and openly receive that. Um, but then again, we're professionals sitting in a room as opposed to a retic industry where a lot of people don't know how to conduct themselves,
1: well, the problem is we we conduct ourselves online, right
0: yeah, exactly
2: well I, I think outside from just conducting ourselves online, um, kind of go, going back to your point, Lucas, about you know you guys as, as professionals meeting in a room kind of discussing that kind of uh, the, those pain points, um, for us, I think that the, the simplest answer is interpolicing within ourselves and asking, does this serve the animal any better?" Like if if we're in an industry that we're supposed to be here for the well-being of the animal, then fucking make it about the well-being of the animal. Stop making it about the dollar. I mean, if you're here for the dollar, fine. I ain't gonna. I ain't. I'm, I'm not gonna harp on you, but just know that I don't agree with your viewpoints. But this is an industry where our animals are our life, they're our family, and they mean so much to us. I mean, just like again, going back to the FWC stuff, that was fucking petrifying. Just imagining being able to raise all those animals, have all those animals held back and they are part of your family. Like I know if somebody came for my animals like that, I would be going off crazy. I don't, I don't know what I would do, but, and you're muted. That means Lucas has got a, a muted mic for this episode.
0: I wasn't talking. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for catching it, Adler. I was looking down. I oh, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm getting i'm getting both of you guys if either one of you oh no um, it's not happening
0: nathan, nathan uh, doesn't I, mute himself anymore he oh just, i, I he he like, did he nice had did
2: earlier yeah he I did have, earlier and i was watching he just likes
0: to breathe into the mic now wow <laughs> wow um,
1: <laughs> um but I, adler to your point of self-policing like w- w- the problem i have with that in most cases when it's someone just kind of being an asshole or you know. It's not to this level of neglect and abuse. How, like, where how do we really self police, and how are we effective? Yeah. Like, what challenges yeah. do we have there? I, I mean, it's I it's think... easy in this case when we have so much proof.
2: Yeah, I I, I think the the big I mean, yeah it, it easy it is easy in this case, but I think the biggest challenge. Um, and we kind of brought it up earlier is um, either idolization or worrying that your network is going to like, you're, you're basically done. You know, if you, if you, if you confront somebody that you don't agree with um, and that, that's one step, because if we get more people that are willing to bring up those pain points that, you know, people are bringing up about any certain individual um, and people start hearing, cause, cause the numbers matter. I mean, just like when we're, when we're talking about us arc and you know, it's fucking crazy that there's, 5 million people, the reptiles, but we only have 15,000 members, you know, um, numbers speak. So where we're on a place that, um, we do business online, we have to have more and more and more people bringing up said pain points to show that people, it's not just one person going off about a person or uh, two people going off. It's a whole crowd of people, uh, wording their disagreement or their concern with a certain individual. Because at at that point, people can jump on and be like, "Okay, maybe this is believable. Maybe this this is worthwhile." And I know there's a caveat to that, and I know Lucas probably does bring it up, but
0: no, no, no. I, I I was gonna ask if like, so do you think that the problem is is that we we don't that that a single individual is the one that brings it up, um, and no one gets behind it because of fear? Is that is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that was long winded, but yeah.
0: No, no. I mean, you, you, I mean, you spoke about that, but then you also talked about the solution and I just wanted to clarify what the problem was. So the problem uh, that we see today with self policing is that there might be multiple people that believe in what an individual might be calling someone out for, might be trying to help with policing, but no one really speaks up. Yeah. I I think that that's true because it's like this fear of, you know, we're all, we're
1: all trying to protect our self image in the end of the day.
0: Right, right, it's self preservation I mean, we've, we've, we've yeah.
2: seen it in the discord with recent events, and honestly, more people are being a little bit more open minded and it's also the approach. We're not just trying to be like, "Fucking cancel this guy like he's gotta it's like let's hold them accountable, let's all call them out, and at that point, if they don't do anything, then make your decision what the next step's gonna be, but at least there's that first step. We're not even getting to that first step with most fucking things in this industry,
0: right. I mean, and I guess I'm coming up with a solution right off the bat, but I think what we don't see oftentimes is we don't see like a good first step, which if you as an individual have an issue with a breeder and how they're doing something, um, I, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot more inviting if you message them individually, ask for a phone call, and have a conversation or have a message, a private message, and address that concern privately first. See if that person's willing to receive that feedback. If they receive the feedback, they make adjustments, they change things, great, what you did was effective. If it didn't, reach out a second time. And as you have these message exchanges, you now have documentation of at least, you know, kind of like a CYA of I tried this, And therefore, if this individual was still not responsive, now when you go public about it, you've at least tried to do it in a discreet, respectful manner. And now it warrants going public. And you don't have to threaten the person and say, well, I'm going to go public. Like, no, you don't have to do that. But just then you can make it public, make other people aware of it. But I, I was, I mean, most of us in this industry, if not all of us, are adults. Right, and if you have a problem with an individual, talk to that individual, and yeah. if that doesn't work, bring it to the public's awareness. Try to solve the issue that you have in your own hands with that individual and and then take it public and I think if you do that and you have the proof of trying to solve that that issue, whether it's a uh, hey, I noticed you were you know, I noticed that every time you post pictures of your snakes, it's it's pretty, you know, conditions are not good. Or, hey, I noticed you have this 18-foot snake in a six-foot enclosure, right? Or whatever the issue that you have, like if you have the, the one-on-one proof first, and then when you make it public, it actually might be received much better by the rest of the individuals who are about to start watching this online match i'm sorry if you hear noise in the background i just kicked something because i started cramping in my hammy and if you didn't hear anything then that's really awkward but
2: <laughs> no, can hear, we, we heard can hear, it. Can hear, we we hear, heard, so um, <laughs> to that point though um also also make sure like whatever you do on that part on that first personal connection or contact don't just believe them for the words that they're saying unless they can prove it, because there's going to be a lot of people that'll be like, oh, like say the the condition, the the condition thing, like you said, Lucas, right now with taking the pictures. Oh, well, that was on cleaning day. That that picture was taken. That's probably one of the most excuses you'll hear when people bring that up. Is that was on cleaning day? It, it's not usually like that. Um.
0: So. Yeah, Nathan, you you brought up the question. I'm wondering if you have any other. um, issues that you see with self policing.
1: The biggest thing is, I mean, unless it's a unless it's an egregious kind of a thing, if it's just a personal issue, I, I have a hard time seeing a lot of people backing up, you know, these call outs. So yeah. it's just it's just the support. So I think it's pretty much what Adler was already hitting on.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to be a savage by saying this. And um, for those of you that are blinding this indiv- or that are blinding, that are supporting this individual and defending this individual who's kicked off a of morph market, every single time I see it, I'm taking a screenshot. And when all of this stuff is released publicly, I'm going to find that opportunity to share your screenshot with you supporting and defending this person, knowing that the information and evidence at hand is factual because if you are willing to defend someone basically to your own grave in this industry for the type of like, I I wouldn't
1: even defend my own family as much as some, right. some supporters I've seen. Like right. if, if I had someone in my family doing this, I would be, I'd be just as pissed.
0: I, I don't, I, I, I I got stuck a minute ago, and there is a pause because I can't seem to find the right word to describe the horrible conditions and neglect.
2: It's torture. that's what it is. It's hor it's horrific. It's torture. It's,
0: but I still don't feel like that. Like, like encapsulate that even it.
2: equates. Yeah, um, it's like Cthulhu. We don't even understand what it is. Oh, right. <laughs> right.
0: Um. So yeah, so for those of you supporting him um, and defending him, um, I'll check back on you when all the pictures and photos are released and statements and whatever else is out there. Um, And if you've changed your mind, great. And if you still continue to do it, um, again, self-policing. It's going to be known that you're defending someone who has probably killed thousands of snakes, at his hands, thousands.
1: Listen, listen, I'm a I'm a private business. I have the right to refuse service to anyone, and anyone who supports that doesn't doesn't get a snake from me, at least directly. You
0: don't get a purple phantom, Superdorf.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, I agree with what cutting, you're saying. But we've talked about cutting people out, and I, I think there's a time and place for it. Um, right, right. I don't think you should cut someone out just for association uh, unless it, again, it's something this crazy. I now have a question for you guys in regards to this subject. Um,
2: What does it take for you two to either earn or or, uh, have some type of respect or approval of a person when they screw up and try to fix that? Is it just them saying it all the time? Is it them act, the, making sure that the actions are done correctly and there's some accountability there? What, what level does it take for them to even climb themselves out of the hole? Like, I'm not saying that he can, this so, individual,
1: No, that, but in case that's, any there's, other there's
0: nothing about this individual. That's, no, 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 I, that's, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying.
1: Not him, but I'm I, can, in I can, think of a, I can think of another individual that in this industry just, hasn't rubbed me the right way you know Has has made his divisions with a ton of other people in the retic industry um i even though he's been a giant asshole and i won't call him out by name i still think there is room for him to to grow and show that he could be a decent person to other people
0: i agree I so
1: So like, yeah, I I definitely think there's room for people to grow, but actions definitely speak louder than words. Um, There's people that I looked up to uh, where their actions have, you know, maybe done the opposite and I've had to look at them in a different light. So it's, you know, it's always actions speak louder than words.
0: Yeah. Um, For me, speaking about the first individual that you were talking about, Nathan, that individual has... Tried to talk me down to other people at shows. I don't know what it is about. Like yeah, uh start saying things about animals, those kind of things. And even at that, with no no leg for me to give him for him to even do that, because my exchanges with him up until that point were very minimal. Um I would Wait, still is who I think we're talking about. It probably, probably is. They were brought up earlier on the the live on Instagram. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Now it is even at that point i could look past it i could forgive forget as long as they were to man up and use their platform for good in the retake industry um and i i i i'm i'm a forgiving individual just naturally i feel like i tend to have empathy for people and i can see people's perspectives and why they do things and why they back out of things and why they backtrack and they, they, they slip up and they lie. Like we're all humans. No one's perfect. And I'm not going to hold any of that kind of stuff against people, but it's how they respond to those, um, adversities that really, for me, tells me if that person has the character that I'm willing to work with and accept and, and forgive and, uh, move past. And, you know, those are things like just being open and honest. If you made a mistake, you've made a mistake. And if it needs public attention, bring it, right? If you're that big of a person, bring it, right? If, you're, if you don't have that kind of platform and everything, then just do better with your next steps and just start showing that you can learn from issues that have happened. Um, because at some point, if we all do this long enough and we're all breeding retakes for a decade, we're going to slip up at some point. Um, I
1: I mean, just in your personal lives. I'm sure you both can think of examples within the last year, let's say, that stress has gotten too high, whatever, and you've reacted to a situation in a way that you absolutely hate.
0: Oh, yeah, I suck.
1: Yeah, there's always room to grow beyond that.
0: Yeah, and it's no different here. I think what matters and I think what matters for most people in the retake industry is just that clout, that ego, right? It gets in the way way too much where in life we could be maybe a little bit more humbling. So, yeah, I, egos definitely need to be set aside um a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and again, without these animals we we would we would we wouldn't have a uh a brand to go off of because it what what animals we sell is what makes the name for us. You get right. known for a certain locality retake or you know uh, whatever animal, um, without them or nothing.
0: And even just speaking about ego, like think about this: we are at a place with social media and reptile keeping where what most people are chasing is name recognition and being well known. So basically, like you're a famous snake person right that's what like a lot of people are ultimately chasing is i want to be known so much by everybody um for doing this and that right and like that's like the first step of like that ego comes into place but don't get me wrong like ego has a time and a place for things like i'm not saying that that's a bad thing that you want to do that right you have goals you have aspirations and if we're being honest if any of us are opening up legit businesses we want to be successful right but But your business will crash and your empire will fall if you make a mistake and you don't own up to it, period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've made a mistake. I made a post about it and called myself out in the meantime of calling this individual out. And, you know, I backed out of a verbal agreement very early on. And that's not a pretty thing to have on my resume. Like, I understand what I did was wrong like of backing out to a breeder loan agreement when I first joined in, but I also laid out why I was doing it and whether you think that that's just or not. Right. Like I, I don't care. Like if you, if you don't think that's a good enough reason to back out of it, like those are your standards and I get that. And I have learned from that mistake and I will never get into one of those agreement type of situations again I understood that I broke even my word, which to me means a lot for my own reasons that I feel good morally that I could justify and ethically in my mind. But at the end of the day, I still did something and wasn't right of me to fully do that despite the circumstances. But, you know, those kind of things are going to happen to. Just about everyone, if you do this long enough, and if you're willing to just own up to it and admit that what you did was wrong, even under circumstances like mine, where I still feel it was very, very right and appropriate. If if it um, were
1: today, that post would be even more justified.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I left things out of that post that I could probably continue to, uh, to to just. No, you just had
1: factual and let people make their, yeah. make their, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, and it didn't make my bed. I'm still here. No. Um, but yeah. So just um, be honest. I guess for me is like the biggest thing that people can do.
2: It. it yeah. What about for you? Uh, for me, yeah,
0: yeah no, hundred percent.
2: Your... Just, just answer my own question. Um, no, yeah, be honest and let your actions speak louder than your words. I mean, that's that's the simplest answer I can I, I can give because. Um, you know, for me, uh, we all have a mutual acquaintance that recently went through some stuff, uh, and I wasn't so much personally hurt, even though their message that they would talk about was for the animals. Um, I was more hurt because of the community of people that they built that lives by that kind of were betrayed because of their actions. And I felt like I would have had more respect and probably would have easily forgiven. Like you were talking about Lucas, if they would have just came out and said straight what it was a hundred percent, instead of dancing around the subject and trying to look like a politician
0: or throwing other people under the bus. But, um, yeah, I mean, Yeah. yeah, just be transparent. Um, Yeah, I agree.
1: And there's there's no need for personal attacks. We don't need to play childish games where we're trying to get back at one another. And all of this could have have been avoided from just people not wanting to get personal.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. But what we're originally talking about couldn't have been avoided because this is a chronic narcissistic no, neglectful the, the tendency the business
1: being <laughs> taken off of morph market that's that's, that's totally
2: different but it, bro, he has a video on where it. he's talking to another mutual friend of ours and he's like yeah he's like, I just have a, a you know I, a, a good vision about myself with these animals and how much I love these animals. Okay, well, you your fucking fairy tale in your head.
0: Gosh, I, I wish we could share screen right now and just play that video. But I, I also there's there's some there's some uh, casualties that happened in that video that I just don't want to share. I don't think that that needs spotlight. But um, man, uh, how about this? We can I don't know, Nathan. Maybe we'll post a link on the description. Just for some awareness
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> or not. It too. Uh, uh, we don't, we like, don't gotta do that. Like I said, it, 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 does, it almost dwarfs the FWC video for me. Um, just... Yeah.
0: Like warning, if you go and listen and look for this video that we're talking about and you go and do research and find the video, like just discretion advised, like not pretty, especially if you love and have a passion for these animals.
1: Yeah man yep. me me just loving these animals I, I just, yeah it's so hard for me to watch any animal I, in that kind of condition. I think it, at least at least the FWC animals they they're all healthy when they came out yeah right. yeah but
2: at the same time i think again in regards to self policing is we need to educate ourselves in whatever situation um, happens and so as as yeah. hard of okay. a video as that is to watch um because like I said I literally was depressed for a week um for us to be able to properly police we need to know all the information have all the evidence in front of us and actually you know not just say oh I heard from so and so they said that this is what was in the video
0: you know? here's yeah.
1: here's maybe my only reason for maybe maybe not wanting to post it if it were solely just on the individual um being right. at, being taken off a of morph market, then I'd gladly post it to. Yeah, but I, 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 my rebuttal to
2: that, <laughs> and Lucas knows how I feel, um, is even though there would be a secondary victim to it, we probably wouldn't be. I mean, he's he's t- he's tied to this individual, one way or another.
1: Yeah now. and put and, out an apology and... to him. So I, I I guess you're right. Um it just it, it hurts to do a little bit, you know. I mean I just
0: but, I, I feel like the I mean I get what you're saying, Adler. Um I just also feel that um God, it falls into the
2: idolization.
0: I mean I, I totally I totally get that. And I mean I, I it's it's I mean if we're talking about idolization, you don't have to worry about that with me. About oh no 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 no. no, 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 no. But,
2: I, I'm, but... I'm just saying that it kind of falls in the area or at least the fear aspect of it, of why we wouldn't speak out. But either way, it's like,
0: yeah. I mean, for me, it's more of like a, um,
2: cause I would say the pictures you... do worse than what the other person. Well, yeah. The, for.
0: Yeah. than the content, I agree. So let me ask you guys this. Um, someone out there supposedly has more pictures and videos. What, what's the ramifications that this goes public in like the, the, the bad timing or bad way. Like how does one even make that stuff public without it potentially impacting or hurting our industry? That's a hard one.
1: I I think (laughs) with something like this, there's no way to avoid some sort of collateral. I think, we need to do a little bit of we need to try to do some damage control when it when it does uh, end up releasing but i I I don't i don't think it's going to get to like and i've said this in our group chat uh before lucas too is i don't i don't think
0: it's going to get to tiger king levels i think it's beyond that and oh man i have i have uh information Uh, i have information on why it's beyond that no i Um, i
1: I think there's there's a lot of similarities and that's the only reason i i even bring that up um but yeah some some of the same themes are happening here yeah beyond beyond the animals
0: yeah we're just i don't think that this individual would be stupid enough to be on a netflix documentary and (laughs) burn themselves down um, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. We talked about ego a minute ago.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty big one too. Um, so let's see.
1: But yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Adler, what do you think? As far English. as like, what kind of damage do you think? this is going to do and how do we even go about like how does one go about releasing like why
0: why aren't why aren't they out right now like I feel like there has to be something going on
1: yeah
2: yeah I I feel like the safe way to approach that is whatever organization especially industry-wide whatever organization that would represent us in this type of matter to kind of clean up uh, that this isn't the entire community and it's just one individual is having leadership, you know, like USARC or uh, an organization like that kind of get ahead of the ball, prepare some some words to be you know, again, this is one individual, this is not the community and explain why uh, and make sure that that information is given to the people that need to be hearing it. Because um, as individuals, we can only do so much, but we need some type of entity behind this that has some, re- some form of respect, you know, in the general public. Or
1: at so least so this Hi. is this is my call out then as a as a. US Arc member for the last few years. This you know, I've seen a handful of these pictures. I've seen proof that it's from this facility. He's been taken off a of morph market. I would like represent like our reptile representation to come through and be outing people like this. Yeah. let them let people know that it's not okay for these people to be vending shows. Um, you know, release the pictures. I think an individual it gets a little bit hairy, but if if an organization comes comes out with these kind of pictures as kind of a watchdog, kind of so a yeah, stance, they, I think it's the fact that they don't condone it. Yeah, I think it. If if I woke up with a newsletter detailing this, I think that would be completely appropriate. Yeah. So, I think, Phil, I would I would love that.
0: Yeah. I think the issue that falls on USARC's hand, though, is, is if you look at what USARC does, is they are... I would love if USARC was more and did more, but what USARC is focused on is fighting legislation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I feel like they don't have the the man or woman power behind to also be a police for the community that would take on a big i i, I don't
1: necessarily think that but when when they have information forwarded to them that is outright animal abuse and neglect torture that kind of thing i think then that there's an opportunity for them to do a little bit of self policing.
2: yeah i yeah. really think we we do need as an industry a form uh, another group organization or form that does focus more so on uh policing our our community because yeah then then just ethics like you know it's not going to be mandatory there's not going to be where you have to follow everything but at least a a way a body to yeah uh, some form of body to to help people push forward um and grow in in their keeping and, and the way they work in the in the industry
0: yeah um you know and that that was kind of going back to that group that I mentioned earlier on Facebook right now that people are trying to start for the retake community um you know i I think that that actually wouldn't be a bad idea to have another entity in regards to handling ethics for the retake community I think that would be actually pretty cool. I don't know a lot of other um, it it just
1: has to be industry, though. If it's outside the industry or anything like that, that's where. it could Oh be. yeah,
0: you're talking yeah, about no. just breed-tick industry,
1: just outside reptiles. Yeah, reptiles, reptiles.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: I mean, because yeah. I mean, at, at that point, a representative
0: you're, you're, looking from each at, you're looking
1: at potential FWC situations. You know,
0: right? Like a represent a representative from each different community yeah um
2: chondros ball pythons retakes that'd be
0: that'd be huge though That would. That i mean would be yeah, it, we, we it pro- needs we, to be
2: we, community probably...
1: supported and it needs to be people in the community that are running it, it, it and yeah it just can't be government
0: yeah yeah, no, yeah no. definitely definitely <laughs> not um yeah that'd be a shit show well, and
1: that's um, that's why we need to do it, though, is if, if we don't, that's what eventually happens. Yeah,
2: we, it's, we happening. In, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah, it's
0: happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't, you know, I hope this isn't coming off as like a scare tactic or like a scare episode. For those of you listening, that's not the intention. But it's, I just think these are three minds trying to solve a huge problem that we have before it gets into the hands of people that can take away our ability to do what we love doing.
1: And I know it's heavy, but it's been, it's been weighing heavy on all three of us. Yeah. I mean, we just have to talk about it.
0: Me and Nathan weighed in and talked for several minutes about deciding if this episode even aligned with the retake lounge. Right. Um, And, you know, at some point, we want to continue to build a positive community and be a, a place for new keepers and breeders to come and be a part of something that's next generation keeping. But um, we don't have a next generation keeping unless we have these tough conversations. Yeah. And so that that's where this topic tonight kind of comes from.
2: Our industry is such in its teenage years that it's it's interesting to see. It's like, you know, to make a joke on it, it's like we're, we're having that birds and bees conversation and, and you know, the the industry is scared to even think about it, you know, to get to that next step, to grow up and be an adult, um, you know? So, yeah, because I hear it all the time. I mean, me and you, Lucas, we, 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 we talk a bunch about it. It's like, unless one of, like, and Nate, you said it earlier, unless one of us starts, nobody's going to start one of us has to take that leap of faith and do
1: it. Yeah. <clears throat> trying to think of any other little points I want to bring up. Lucas, do you have anything?
0: No, the only thing going through my mind is heavy stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I, uh, any of these uh, dead air moments, I feel like that's just... Just processing, why. spinning...
0: Yeah. Yeah, my brain is just spinning and thinking and flashes of these images. Um,
1: Yeah, man, I I, like completely abandoned talking to close friends for like a week and a half, almost two weeks. And, you know, took me a while to tell them what was up. Yeah,
0: you don't even know.
1: Well, and it's hard—it's hard to kind of convey to people outside the reptile industry how what's going on and how it's affecting you too. I feel like that's a, a weird challenge.
0: Kind, kind of like a, a similar sidebar. Um, I work with a buddy um, that uh, we've worked multiple jobs together now, and uh, he's totally into it. I got him into keeping bearded dragon, uh, and and he's like. You know, he, he, he knows everything going on. He's like, so, so what's the drama? And that like, he's totally in it. And, uh, this is like e-television for him. Um, but he just, he knew that like, I came into work one day and he's like, what's up? And, uh, kind of just told him the situation. Uh, and he had been anticipating, right? Because everything that's transpired over the last several months and, um, And, uh, yeah, even he could tell, he's like, yeah, you, you don't seem with it today. Um, so it's a, it's a small price to pay for awareness. So, so let me caveat this and just give you guys some existential, uh, statements and insight before we tune out. Um, obviously we'll let Adler kind of, uh, have some final thoughts and do just kind of, a. uh outroduction with Adler, but um so the only agent for change is awareness. When you have awareness, you have the ability to gain insight, to make a plan that creates change. There's a term called gestalt, and gestalt means awareness. And In Gestalt therapy, the entire purpose of therapy is for that individual who is going through therapy to gain awareness of themselves, insight, of their behaviors, of their emotions, of their nonverbal body language. Um, Because when you have insight and you have Gestalt, you have awareness, you have the ability to change for the better. And so for those of you that don't want to look at it, that don't want to see it, that that want to say it's drama and dismiss it and turn your back towards it, it's the furthest thing from what you need to actually be doing if you want change to happen for the better. Awareness is the only place to start for change, and I just want to encourage all of you and I want to go back to that whole drama, that word drama. Even if it is drama, be aware of it because the more you keep yourself in the closet the more you're gonna miss and the more that you don't have the opportunity to help further positive change anyways rant over
1: uh yeah I I, I think that's a decent place to add I just want to add one little warning on um, you know this last however well, since the holy Thursday thing so the last few weeks almost a month now has been pretty heavy on the reptile industry uh people in the retic industry it's gonna get worse before it gets better uh these pictures and everything that comes out it's it's gonna be heavy um so be aware um you know i would i would just caution you going in to the next few weeks that there's going to be some heavy stuff um but Ultimately, it's it's for the good. It's for the change that we want to see in in this industry. So,
0: Adler, any last thoughts, statements you want to make about the topic, and then as we're tailing out of this, if you want to let people know where they can find you, um, you can even drop your Patreon plug. I'd love for you to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll make sure to give you the link too. Um, biggest thing is uh, with these animals is check your ego at the door. You know, we aren't, We wouldn't be anywhere without them. Um. When people say it's the well-being of the animal, make sure it's the well-being of the animal. Like, again, without them, there's no business. There's no social media. There's no. There's nothing. I mean, we we got into this for the love of the animal, and make sure that it stays that way. Because once, once you want to make a profit and and make money off of it, and uh, I'll go into a further point with that, but it they become a product, you know. Uh, for me, I'm trying to figure out a way to build a business that doesn't rely on me selling the animals. Like I, I, I do want to breed, and I want to breed just to give my animals a full life cycle, um, and and uh, to experience that myself. Because with these animals and how beautiful they are, that's a, a part of it. But um, I want to just enjoy my time with these animals, the way that I keep them, the way that I watch them, the way that I handle them. Um, and so I'm trying to develop a business that I can still help the industry, but not have to rely on the animals to bring to be the bread and butter that's bringing the dollar signs in. It's a good point. So, yeah, uh, I mean, shit. Uh, I I think the, like some some cool people are doing is a lot of 3D printing stuff. Like I know you guys, um, I won't burn it, but no, <laughs> uh, no. I,
1: I think this is a a great chance to introduce our our next sponsor and that's chris sexton from healy guy serpents he's he's been doing some incredible 3d printing for the industry he's doing purchase for lucas purchase for me for all of my tubs so that my hatchlings have some enrichment
0: yeah um it's pretty awesome stuff
1: what, what
2: or like you? him, um, no, I was just going to say like Chris, there's also like Father Blue who works with the Blue Tree Monitors that mm-hmm. has been 3D printing those those termite, the, the tree termite mounds yeah, those for are them really to, cool. to nest in. Like, it's just amazing what you can do. So it's it's use the inspiration that these animals give you to find a way how to help the, the, the industry. And there's right. a lot of easy tools now to be able to do that. So okay. um, right. don't be shy uh, and uh, just go for it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like a lot of the people who end up leaving any other type of job and their only income is based off of these animals, uh, you open yourself up for uh, a lot of things to go wrong from an ethics standpoint, from a business standpoint. But, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point.
2: Uh, um, as far as I, – I was just going to plug in my links if, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was, was going to ask you. Yeah, no, as far as uh, where you guys can find me, um, again, on Instagram, you can either shoot me a message personally at, at AE Foundry. Um, that's my art page, um, with some of the video stuff that I do for our, our reptile page, which is uh, at serpent underscore eclipse. Uh, I will answer that, but my wife also runs that page, so you'll see the name Jamie under that one. Um, as far as Patreon, uh, I recently started a Patreon, uh, I've been going through a lot of live stuff, but... I'm, I'm getting back uh, at it. Uh, that is where I am teaching and using my creative know-how to teach anybody in the reptile industry who wants to learn how to use a camera, learn how to work graphic design software, 3D software, whatever you need that might be able to help you build your business as far as marketing and so on. Um, that's what we're doing on our Patreon. Uh, so if you want to find that one, you just go to patreon.com uh, slash uh, serpent eclipse. Or is it serpent under, underscore Eclipse. I got to get the link, but I'll make sure I, I'll give it to Lucas and, and Nate to put in the, the description below. Um, and then, yeah, um, I'll hopefully see most of you at shows. I, I love attending shows, and I've made a big push over the last year and a half to try to get uh, anywhere across the nation. I mean, I'd go to Texas to go see Lucas. I still need to see Nate in
1: Utah. Yeah, um, I, I think the the one Tinley that you didn't go to was the one I went to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you October gonna, are, last
0: year. Are you gonna go to Arlington again? Because I'm gonna be able to see my green tree python that I got.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Arlington's
1: a must for me.
0: Nathan, did you see that on the Discord, or is this the first time you're hearing of this?
1: Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to. I didn't know you did.
0: Um. Yeah. No. He's wait.
1: He's waiting. He's waiting for this one.
0: Yeah, this is from Bill.
1: No, I knew it would be from Bill, but you're—is it waiting
0: to hatch? No, it just hatched oh just hatched so i'm, I'm oh, he's gonna it from this clutch yeah for a sickness baby yeah um or descendants of sickness but anyways we won't get into that because i could talk about that forever but um appreciate you coming on adler for those of you that are still listening to the end of this um i just want to thank you all so far for making it to the end um go ahead and join our, our patreon if you are wanting to um join probably one of the Best communities that are out there um and um u.s arc i i just want to just end with that um yeah the the u.s arc oh yeah we all got our trl shirts <laughs> on someone someone show the back of it i don't think people have seen the back anyways um u.s arc and u.s arc florida especially u.s arc florida right now we have a big um nice look how swole looks um uh, they're going to need a lot of our support with legislation, things that are going on this whitelist thing. So mm-hmm. um, go on over to those websites, join them, get the new, uh, get those newsletters. Um, if you're a breeder, I want to encourage you to ask your buyers if they have US arc membership, If they don't um, help them out with that. Uh, uh, anything else?
2: No, I think, I think that's an awesome point to make is, is coming up with unique ways to,
1: to get us more us arc members so yeah if you're a Who breeder, is that breeder I mean, did that lucas was that chris Chris. yep yeah uh we interviewed chris and that was something he mentioned and that's 100 percent what every every large constrictor breeder should be doing and yeah. any reptile breeder but i think it's especially important for any of the large
2: constrictors no i plan to do it when we start having more animals to uh to sell that if they bring me proof that they sign up for us arc i'll take i'll take off uh, a nice chunk of change for them just for doing
0: it. All right. Thanks listeners. We'll catch you next Friday with another episode.